What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Budgets and Brews podcast, where we discuss, chat, and ramble about personal finance, investing, getting out of debt, budgets, business, and beer. My name's Rich, and this week's topic is... Roth versus traditional IRA. What's right for you? First things first, IRA, what does it mean? Individual retirement account. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about how you sign up for one. But first, I would be doing a disservice to my country if I didn't say, follow us on Facebook because we give stuff away for free all the time. Back to the show. How do I sign up for one? Where do I go? Can you do it on your own or do you need a financial advisor? If you have a financial advisor, use it. If not, it's not that complicated. You can open an IRA at pretty much any financial institution. Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Edward Jones, Raymond James, the list goes on. And you can open one at pretty much any bank, but I wouldn't recommend it and I'll explain why in another episode. To open an account, you're going to need the same old information that you do for every other account. Username, password, address, email, phone number, Etc. They might prompt you for your banking information, but that's not usually until after you set up the account and you're ready to select your options. Speaking of options, here we go. Roth or traditional. There's a ton other you can choose from after you get this thing set up and rolling, but we're going to focus on these two for now. Let's start off with the Roth daddy himself. Contributions. Roth contributions are made with after-tax money. This means that the government has already taxed you and that money is now in your paycheck ready to be spent. That paycheck money is the money that we're going to use to invest in our Roth. Let's talk earnings. Any earnings from your account will grow tax-free. This means that the interest or money you'll be making in the account won't be taxed. Think about it for a second. Anytime you make money, you pay taxes. Whether it's a paycheck, savings account, winning the casino or lottery, and even those under-the-table side jobs, you still have to claim that as income. But this rule states that all money that you gain from this account is taxless. You don't pay taxes, and that's dope. Let's talk withdrawals. If we can remember anything from what Outcast taught us when we were younger, what's cooler than being cool? Not ice cold, but withdrawing your contributions tax-free and penalty-free anytime for any reason. And remember, contributions are the money that you put in. Earnings, on the other hand, can be withdrawn without taxes or penalties as long as they're eligible. But hold up right there. That's not something we want to do. Remember, we want this account to grow. If we're going to steal from it, we're losing. But for some reason, if you need to withdraw your earnings, you can, but you might get hit with taxes and penalties unless you meet certain criteria. And trust me, those penalties hit harder than Chuck Liddell's roundhouse. As a blanket statement, if you make withdrawals before 59 and a half on your earnings, you'll have to pay taxes plus an additional 10% penalty. That's a math equation I don't want to touch like MC Hammer. Let's talk stipulations. Is this too good to be true? What's the catch? Okay, there's two things, contribution limits and eligibility. Let's talk contribution limits. For the 2021 year, you can contribute $6,000 max, and if you're 50 or older, it's $7,000. You might be thinking three things. That's too much money, only $6,000, and what am I having for dinner? Regardless, the amount can change. In 2018, the maximum limit was $5,500. Not a soul other than Miss Cleo knows what the future is going to hold. Eligibility. There are income limits in order to contribute to a Roth that are set by the IRS. In 2020, the limits are $124,000 if filing single, $196,000 for married filing jointly, and if you make more than this, depending on your situation, unfortunately, you can't open one. So they want you to think. 
but I have the Game Shark and cheat codes you're looking for. There is a way around it if you are ineligible. It's called a backdoor Roth. I'm going to go ahead and link that to the show notes. That way you can check out that article and find a little bit more on that if that's something you want to pursue. But if you're married and meet those income requirements, both you and your spouse can open one. Take advantage of that and now you're saving 12k a year. Okay, RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. What's that, you ask? Well, an RMD is a certain amount of money that the government makes you withdraw from your IRA or IRAs when you reach 72. The exact number varies. To find this magic number, you got to take an RMD calculator. Yes, it's a real thing. You can Google it. If you have a financial advisor ask them. But your RMD is based on your age, account balance, beneficiaries, and other factors involved. If you have multiple IRAs, you must calculate each account individually, but you can take the total number from one or combination of IRAs to use as your RMD number. But since we're talking about a Roth IRA and not traditional, RMDs don't matter. With a Roth, you can keep your money for as long as you want and never be forced to pull from that account. Okay, the Roth recap. Contribution limit, 6K or 7K. Grows tax-free, no RMDs, you can draw contributions penalty-free, and contributions not tax-deductible, and we'll cover that in a second. But first, don't forget to subscribe to our monthly newsletter that can be found at budgetandbrews.com for our latest podcasts, beer reviews, finance articles, and YouTube videos. You knew how to throw that in there. Now back to the show. Traditional IRA, let's talk contributions, generally made with after-tax money, which is similar to the Roth we just talked about, but they may be tax-deductible if you meet income eligibility. Feel free to check your deduction limits at the IRS website, which I'll link that in the show notes. What does tax-deductible even mean? It means that your IRA contributions can be deducted from your total household income. Example, let's just say you contribute $6,000 to a traditional IRA and your total household income is $100,000 a year. You can deduct the $6,000 contributed and your new household income will be $94,000. If you add your spouse's contributed $6,000 to the mix, well, that transforms to $88,000. So who cares about these deductions? Well, the benefit of this approach is that it can put you in a lower tax bracket. Another example, if you're in the 22% tax bracket, and that's $40,000 to $85,000, and you're able to deduct $12,000 from your total annual income, this could drop you in the 12% tax bracket, which is $9,000 to $40,000. Paying 12% versus 22% sounds like a better move to me. Okay, let's talk earnings. Earnings grow tax deferred and are not taxed until you withdraw them after the age of 59 and a half. This means you don't pay taxes on capital gains. That is until you withdraw them. Because once you start to withdraw them, you're required to pay taxes on the amount withdrawn corresponding to your tax bracket. Okay, stipulations. Are there... Eh, Not really. Anyone 18 or over with earned income can contribute to a traditional IRA. And similar to the Roth, contribution limits are $6,000 per year and $7K if over 50. However, there are RMDs. Remember, required minimum distributions. But those don't start until age 72. Let's take a look at withdrawals. Similar to the Roth, if you make withdrawals before 59 and a half, you may have to pay taxes plus an additional 10% tax. There are certain exemptions, but it's best to make sure that you're checking to see 
see what your specific situation calls for. I'll link to another article in the show notes so you can check out for more information on withdrawals. Okay, the traditional wrap-up. Contribution limits, 6K to 7K. Gross tax deferred. RMDs required at age 72. Cannot withdraw contributions penalty-free. Contributions may be tax-deductible. A great rich has told me the difference between the two, but now what? How do I know which one's best for me? Ask yourself, do you think your tax rate will be higher or lower in the future? If you can answer that question, you can theoretically choose the type of IRA that gives you the biggest tax savings. If you expect it to be higher in retirement, choose Roth and its delayed tax benefit. If you expect it to be lower, choose traditional and its upfront tax advantage. If you want more information, just ask. We at Budgets and Brews will be happy to help. And if we can't, we'll point you in the right direction. That wraps up this episode. And if you enjoyed listening, we ask that you give it a thumbs up, subscribe, or follow. And oh yeah, please share this episode with friends and family if you found it beneficial. Also, don't forget to leave a review and comment on what topics you want us to cover for the upcoming weeks. Join us next week for our bi-weekly beer review. And don't forget you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, but most importantly budgetsandbrews.com where we have all your podcast, finance articles, beer reviews, YouTube videos, merch store, and newsletter. That does it. See you.